0: Welcome to another great podcast. This is Satavisa. For today's podcast, we have with us Rohan Joshi, the CEO and co-founder of Vulcan Software. Hello Rohan, welcome to Analytics Insight. It's great to have you here.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Now, please tell us a little about Vulcan Software and how did this journey start?
1: Sure. Uh, Vulcan was started <clears throat> by myself. And my co founder, Sudhir Prabhu. So we both were colleagues at uh, LNT, Larson and Tubro Infotech. Uh, we were together there uh, as senior vice presidents from uh, 2004 uh, to 2011. We, uh, whilst we were there, uh, we had uh, fairly strong revenues, we had a book of about $100 million each, and we had close to 1,000 people reporting to us. Uh, However, we always had this entrepreneurial bug in us. So we decided sometime late 2011 to start something on our own. And at that time, we were seeing that Uh, the particular market uh, for uh, what we are doing right now, which is, uh, you know, the service desk, customer service at the enterprise level was ripe for uh, kind of uh, what I would call as disruption. And uh, we decided we will, uh, uh, you know, try our hand at uh, it. However, we were not sure initially how to go about it. So we decided to take some baby steps. We uh, had a product idea in mind. So we decided that you know, with this product idea, uh, if we actually go and meet a few CIOs, chief information officers of large enterprise companies uh, with whom we had worked in our previous avatar, uh, it could be an idea uh, where we they could validate uh, if what we were doing is right or wrong. Because left to us, you know, it, since it's our idea, everything is great. But uh, we need to get a reality check even before we decided to write the first line of code. So with armed with just a prototype and, uh, you know, the... Uh, Kind of, uh, let's say, the workflow. We went and met close to 100 CIOs around the world, in India, in Europe, in the U.S., in Canada, in Singapore, etc., even in Australia. And you know, they validated it and they said, uh, you know, it is kind of doable, but they were not sure about the total addressable market. <laughs> so that is one thing that we wanted to have a clarity on because you know if it's a great product a great idea but the market size is very small and if the competitors uh, are kind of occupying about 90% of it then uh, you know even if it's a great idea and it's validated it will fall flat on its face so we decided that uh, it's better to check on the total addressable market that we have and what is it that is available to us. So that took us about a year to figure out because we uh, went to Gartner, we went to Forrester, we went to quite a lot of these publications and uh, finally we got a number, which was a pretty large number. So that sort of said, okay, there is scope for another player here. So that is when we decided we'll plunge into it. So this entire pre-planning process took about two years for us to kind of decide what to do. And I think, you know, that has paid off uh, tremendously for us. Thanks.
0: Well, that sounds really interesting. Thanks for telling me this story. Now I'm curious to know, How is Vulcan planning on aiding small and medium Indian businesses?
1: Yeah, uh, good question. Because uh, what we did initially was uh, to focus uh, on the large enterprise market around the world. When I say large enterprise market, I'm talking about Fortune 500 prospects. So uh, SME market was not on our initial agenda. And uh, so that was largely because both Sudhir and I have worked only in the enterprise space globally. So we first did not know the Indian market well, though both of us are Indians and both of us have, you know, are born and brought up here, have done our education here. But still, because our work was largely export focused in our previous outar we had very little idea about the Indian market. So we actually struggled, suffered. We met again a few a few prospects in India. And Indians are very critical about you know, what they want. They know exactly what they want and at what price they are willing to pay for it, all that. So we decided sometime early 2000, uh, 2020, That uh, we should actually create a market just for the SME sector in uh, India and a couple of other countries. So we came out with a product called a self service product called Vulcan Care, which we launched in uh, uh, 2021 December, early December. And, uh, you know, so it's been about seven or eight months. And today we have close to about uh, 50 to 60 uh, medium sized enterprises on this platform. Not exactly small, but medium sized. And when I talk about medium sized, I talk about companies which have a revenue of around, say, $300 million US dollars to about uh, $1 billion. So it's still. Catering more to the medium size, not so much the small. So right now we are uh, kind of, you know, working on a. The same product works for a small enterprise as well. It's just that our messaging so far has been more for the medium sized. So we are looking at uh, making the product now. Uh, you know, we have already started work on it in the month of April to make the messaging clear for the small enterprise. And when I say small enterprise, it also includes the Kirana store, uh, friendly neighborhood stores, etc. So that's something that uh, the product is now morphing itself into. Thank you. I hope I've answered your question there.
0: Yeah, that sounds really great. Now, I would like to know your opinion on the global impact of COVID-19. On cloud market
1: size. So, if you look at what happened in the twenty early twenty twenty, there was a bit of a shutdown because people did not know which way the market was going to go. So, if you take March twenty twenty till August or September twenty twenty, actually, you know, globally we thought the market would collapse, but I think the resilience was shown by a large number of companies and uh, the market kind of uh, stabilized after September. And uh, we saw you know, growth happening uh, from, say, September, October 2020 till uh, the start of the Ukraine war. Uh, that was something that uh, you know, sustained the market. Because there was always need for technology products because, you know, there was uh, a lot of companies decided to work from home. So you saw organizations like Zoom and, you know, enterprise collaborations, uh, suites actually take off. You also saw e-commerce taking off. Of course, hospitality industry was hit and uh, you know, hotels were uh, running empty. But the restaurant business and the e-commerce business, the food delivery business, and, you know, Danzos of this world, they actually kept uh, everybody afloat. So the uh, dunzos and others in India and their equivalents in the rest of the world. So actually, from September 2020, till the start of the Ukraine war, Uh, we saw that uh, the market actually expanded rather than uh, contracted. And it expanded quite well for guys like us because uh, we were focused on the mid-sized market as well as the large markets. Who suffered most were actually the small ones, but they have seen a comeback uh, in later part of 2021. And uh, we hope that the war and various other, uh, let's say, impediments like high inflation, high oil price, et cetera, et cetera, will not dampen the market to the level that uh, a recession sets in. And I think most of the countries in the world are taking uh, note of that, and they're working towards keeping their economy uh, afloat and growing and i think you know, that's uh, one way of uh, expressing growth and you know ensuring that there is work for everyone and there is uh, you know most of the industries thrive so we are seeing uh, that in spite of all the negative news around the war and around inflation etc so that is something that uh, you know we are counting on uh, growing uh, you know the growth economic growth Thank you.
0: Well, thank you for explaining that so well to me. Now, can you please tell me about the challenges that this industry is facing currently? And what do you think will be the solutions from Vulcan to resolve these problems?
1: So there are some where, uh, like for instance, let me tell you, more than the Russia-Ukraine war, globally the problem is... China, because of the chip shortages. So if you look at the electronic chips that are there almost in all appliances today, there is a global shortage for that. So that is because a lot of uh, foundries which make these uh, chips, fabs as they are called, they have uh, a kind of closed down because of uh, you know, the large number of COVID cases in China and about 90% of the world's chip manufacturing is in China and the rest is in Korea, Taiwan, et cetera. So, which is why I think the Indian government's idea at the start of this year to start a chip revolution, microchip revolution in India is the right thing to do. Because the world requires an alternative to China. You can't be 90% dependent on one country. And if they decide that the way to tackle COVID is to close down the complete country, which is what they did, uh, where about close to, uh, you know, uh, close to 2 billion people were uh, kept in the house in the months of March to May. So now that creates a huge problem because nobody's going to the factory to make those chips. And you know, the downstream effect of that was very negative or is very negative. So chips are there into refrigerators, into dishwashers, into washing machines, into cars, into aircrafts, et cetera, et cetera. Now imagine the plight of uh, a manufacturer of you know, a domestic appliance product, a television you know, uh, all all these guys, there is, you know, there is a problem because their industry suffers. So the downstream effect of all this is uh, creating a huge problem in the Western Hemisphere, more than the uh, problem uh, of Russia and uh, Ukraine war. And, you know, it is like a perfect storm, as they say oil prices have risen because of oil prices rising inflation has risen because of the chip shortage there is shortage of work in uh, several countries in this uh, you know in the hemisphere so that problem can be resolved if there are alternative methods and i think india has taken a very nice and a bold step in creating this uh, uh, this, this policy which uh, will allow chip manufacturers, both indigenous as well as foreign, to come to India in a big way. We have seen a large number of visits by Taiwanese uh, companies and Korean companies in the last six months to India. Aside from even people who are not in the chip industry in India getting into chip manufacturing, guys like Vedanta and others, which are more into aluminum, They're getting into the chip manufacturing, why? Because uh, they realize that the world needs uh, uh, chips to keep their industry going, whether it's automotive, domestic appliance, all of them are heavily dependent on chips. So I feel that uh, the future is is quite bright because even if there is uh, another wave of COVID and China decides to do a complete lockdown, uh, the world is not left uh, at their mercy. There will be quite a lot of uh, alternatives, which will be uh, useful uh, for even the Western economies. So that is one of the major, uh, uh, you know, impediments. The second is, I think, you know, the war that is going on between Russia and Ukraine, which will, uh, which has polarized the world to a large extent, and i I sincerely hope and feel that, uh, you know, there will be an end to that very soon. And, uh, you know, normal relationships, uh, you know, for supply of uh, commodities, because both Ukraine and Russia are powerhouses of uh, basic commodities, whether it is uranium for nuclear reactors, or whether it is wheat, or whether it is, you know, any other commodity. Uh, oil, Uh, I think, you know, it is uh, important that free trade starts again, so that the prices and inflation will come down drastically. So these are the two major impediments which uh, are there. The first is in our hands, and it has been tackled, and it's going quite well. The second is not in our hands. Uh, We can just hope and pray that better sense prevails in the ruler's of Russia and Ukraine. And the war comes to a stop. Thank you.
0: Well, on one hand, it seems like a great growth from India's perspective. And also, it seems like you people are doing a great job. Now, I want to ask you that how does Vulcan take the edge over its competitors?
1: So our, uh, it's a good question. Our competitors are basically global. So largely American, and uh, one of them, European. Uh, We have uh, a pretty good handle since we were the last to come to to the party. We have a pretty good handle on mistakes made by others. And we have taken a conscious attempt not to repeat those mistakes. Of course, we'll make new ones, but uh, we have uh, consciously avoided Making mistakes, uh, which do, the you know, which the guys did, like you know, they over-engineered the product. So we decided, and you know, it is like this. Uh, even if you look at any of the Microsoft products, one uses about say five to seven percent of the capability of that entire product. So this is uh, this is this is actually market statistics. So all our competitors have over-engineered products. So we decided to actually simplify. We did, you know, when I said we did the survey with CIOs before we created the product, one of the things is we sort of asked them, what are the 10 or 12 features that you use, which you cannot do without? So that is something which, uh, you know, uh, we have focused on, and uh, we have built a better product because of that it's so our uh, our customers say uh, the byline that we have is vulcan software is simple scalable and secure and this is a byline that has been given to us by our customers so we are you know for a marketing perspective we have just let's say copied what they have told our product is about it's better to get a customer's view on our product rather than what we think it is So that has been uh, the edge that we are providing over our competitors. So it's a simple product, it's a scalable product, and it's a secure product. And today, all these three features matter immensely. Simplicity, because uh, people don't want uh, to have a very complex product where uh, where they require a PhD to solve a very simple problem, you know, which a customer is facing. Scalability is important because in today's world, a business can go up and a business can go down and they don't want to have any kind of investment which is locked. So they don't want to pay for something which they're not using. So that is very, very important. So scalability comes in there. And finally, we are seeing a lot of cyber criminal activities. So security becomes paramount. So every product needs to go through the rigors of uh, security testing cybersecurity testing etc cetera, etc cetera, which is what uh, we have done so one requires quite a lot of uh, what are called uh, certifications to ensure the product is uh, ready for use even by the military of the us so that is uh, what we have focused on and so simple, scalable, and secure is our mantra, which uh, you know we live by every day. Thank you.
0: That's amazing. I wish you all the best on that.
1: Thank and you.
0: now, uh, lastly, I want to ask you this question is, how what are your future plans for Vulcan and how the company is aiming to achieve that?
1: So right now, you know, we have about close to 30 or 35 enterprise customers. We have about 30 or 35 uh, guys on the uh, small and medium platform called Vulcan Care. And uh, we are uh, growing at about, say, 50 to 60% Y on by, year on year. So uh, without giving away too much of uh, the future, we are focused on ensuring that Uh, we keep the same growth rate and perhaps we grow even more rapidly once uh, our product is embraced by uh, the small businesses as well so uh, yeah we are uh, we are a good Indian company and uh, we hope uh, you know to remain that all the engineering, R&D etc is done in India and that is something we are proud of and uh, we just hope that uh, we will keep that that going uh, we have close to about 120 employees and i reckon we will kind of double by uh, you know the next 6 to 8 months so that is uh, what we are looking at and mind you all these guys are uh, you know engineers with uh, a great amount of skill in artificial intelligence machine learning etc which uh, is already a part of our product but it will become a you know, a core of our product going forward. So that is, uh, that, that is, yeah, in summary, I can say that core will be around artificial intelligence and machine learning. Core will be around creating a very strong demand for the small enterprise in India. The medium size is taken care of. So the small size needs to kind of, you know, so the focused message uh, on the marketing side will be towards that. So, that is uh, what we are looking at. Thank you.
0: That sounds amazing. I'm sure it has been helpful for our listeners too. Thank you, Rohan, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure talking
1: to you. Thank you for having me, and it's a great pleasure here as well. Thank Thank you.